Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I've uh, just noticed that on the little recording device that we're using, I've named you as, um, you've got to put a little name in for each person who's mm. on whatever mic, and um, I've named you as Chris B., which kind of reminds me of um, Cardi B or possibly just the idea of you being a bit crispy. <laughs> Little crispy Chris. Very enjoyable. Oh, good God. <laughs> I've got yeah. that Cardi B song, uh, WAP. Do you know this Cardi B song that's like viral at the moment? I can't, I'm yes, not going to yes. describe what the acronym is, but uh, I've been driving on this journey well, across you've Japan road trip. You've only said an offensive right? word, Chris, in, in, inadvertently. What? <laughs> what have I said? What have I said? You said WAP. That's an what? offensive That's, word. Is it? Yeah, because you're thinking, you're thinking of the old um, WAP, the, the WAP. What? I don't know. Is it, is WAP. it WAP? WAP. WAP? It'd be WAP, wouldn't WAP. it? Wouldn't it be WAP? Internet. <laughs> yeah. I'd, so is, isn't the song WAP? It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's WAP. Oh, it's an acronym, acronym for something truly disgraceful and dis, distasteful. But True. Um, all right, Ben Shapiro <laughs> never made a golf. I've, whatever. I've been I've been in this car doing Journey Across Japan the last three or four days, and uh, my companion yes. Joey, the anime man, he's been singing the song. Right. He loves it, so I've got it stuck <laughs> in my head. And so I get the, the Cardi B references. Uh, is all too in my face. But anyway, mm. God, what a crazy few days it's been. Journey across yeah. Japan, shooting it the first time in two years. We're back on the road doing something fun. It's been quite bumpy, literally. Yeah, I bet the it has. How, how's, how's, it, how's, it been, how's the change been from, I imagine it's a little bit easier to do it in a car rather than um, on a bike. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it was nice getting rid of the bike. So for those of you that don't know, Journey Across Japan escaped to Fuji. Uh, this new season, it's only six episodes long, but it covers a 1,500-kilometre stretch, uh, starting in Tokyo, going through Gunma, Nagano, Toyama, uh, Gifu, Shizuoka, and it was just a big circle all the way around to Mount Fuji. And the last three days we've been on the road, myself, Joey the Anime Man, with his singing of Cardi B and Natsuki as well. He's joined for the first two days of the trip. And uh, we've been to some pretty crazy places so far. The first day of the trip, we stumbled across this abandoned love hotel. Natsuki, uh, we're driving down this country road. Natsuki got out for one of his many cigarette breaks and uh, turned out there was a building next to him that was just like, we wondered what it was. We thought it was like an abandoned town hall or something. But as we went in, we found it was like a just a forgotten love hotel. And it was really unpleasant. I think I sent you a photo, Pete, so you could see mm. what it was like. Chris, I am 
furious because um the last time i was in japan i obviously went to an abandoned building with you and i had a great time i mean i mean not a great time but I, I do like exploring places that are abandoned what are abandoned um i love caves mm. or things that have just been left to rot um you love it so yeah I, I'm, I'm a little bit furious that i didn't get to visit this uh, abandoned love hotel <laughs> with you i've cheated on you cheated on you with yeah, my abandoned locations old, that you love the dirty old abandoned building but i i, I it looked it looks like um is it pt the silent hill little circular little bit, kind yeah. of hotel thing yeah a little bit like that it reminded me of silent hill a bit and what was crazy was it was completely accessible like it wasn't boarded up it was this giant building just the front door was wide open and so we kind of went in we didn't break in or anything um, and that clearly a lot of people had actually been inside there. There was all sorts of litter from people that mm. had slept in there. The beds were tattered and torn and ripped. There were some really kind of weird drawings of like this naked pregnant woman on the wall. Um, like somebody just drawn all these weird drawings in every single room. It was, it was crazy. Um, it, mm. it felt like we were in a theme park, like, uh, Fuji Q, right? The theme park by Mount Fuji. They've got like a gigantic abandoned building and, uh, it felt yeah. like this felt a little bit like that but much more scary because it was real. Um, <laughs> but having Natsuki there lightened the load a little bit. We came across some bats. We came across some mice. We came across broken like doors. There was a door that kept banging uh, down the corridor, right. which was really creeping us out. Like It was, it was really unpleasant. Really quite uh, like horrible. Joey, the anime man's very expressive uh, with the way he talks. I imagine he was just going absolutely crazy. <laughs> He was going crazy. Nasky was going crazy. I was busy trying to hold the camera. Uh, but like, there's a bit that I'm going to cut out, uh, where this mouse like starts running towards my leg and I sort of went, ah, and this horrible, terrible scream that I've done, like the worst noise I've ever made, I think. Um, that's not going anywhere near the video. Uh, Why not? Yeah, that was the first day. Cause I, I don't, I've, I don't want that noise going online. I don't want memes of my face with the, noise that i made when this mouse ran towards me not happening get it, not happening. send it over let's get it on the podcast come on let's get it on the podcast it's not, come on grow up. it's not going on the soundboard it's not going on the come podcast. on get it on the soundboard give me the soundboard the internet never forgets but that was the first day the second day we went to this place called um furei uh sekibutsu no sato which is like this Ooh. this field in toyama in a forest where basically uh, a millionaire i think in the 1980s this really rich guy probably had a bit too much money to spend. And for tax reasons, he thought, I should probably spend this money on something. And what he did was he, he took photos of all of his friends and family and various people in the town, and he produced 800 lifelike statues, frighteningly oh, no. lifelike statues. Um, he sent these photos, he like, took all these photos, sent them to China. All the statues were made in China, and they came shipped mm. over in crates, and they stuck them in this field, and they're just there now um, in disrepair, these really eerie, lifelike statues. And we went there at night because we got there a little bit late, and uh, we wandered around these statues at night. And that, I, in many ways, I found that creepier than the hotel. I've got a thing with statues. Statues make me feel uncomfortable, and these lifelike statues that had kind of been chipped and degraded over the last 20 years were really quite mm. frightening torch in hand <laughs> it was very silent hill and that was the what second were they day. made of were they like painted and stuff well they're made of like rocks they're like brick right. like brick or rock um they're wow. these really must have cost millions like somebody yeah. said i think it cost like 20 million dollars or something um jesus i don't know 
I, I don't speculate, but it, clearly it wasn't cheap. And the scale of it is impressive. It's like an army. I've seen the Terracotta Warriors in China, and it was a bit like that, but a lot cheaper yeah. and not as impressive. Could but there's you, like um, 800 is, in a field. Is, is, there a, is there a list of uh, the people who were actually there? Because you go and find the surviving members of, uh, of the statues and, and pair them up with their statues. <laughs> well, you, apparently I think you can. As a project. Like, um, yeah, that could, be the, that could be the next one. But like... Yeah, you can absolutely go and find these people. I guess it's about 20 years, 30 years old, some of these statues, mm. so it might be a bit yeah. tricky, but they are real people. Um, and mm. judging by, like, looking at the statues, you could definitely work out who it was if you met them in person because they are <laughs> so, so accurately cool. done. Yeah, yeah. 20 really years ago. <laughs> but, the, and then the more recent thing we did, uh, on the same day, we had to do a challenge to eat this kind of disgusting local food. And on the day, we were passing through Nagano Prefecture. And Nagano, which is in the heart of the Japanese Alps, um, the dish that's famous there is like insects. Anything with insects in is um, is like they like it. I don't know why. But the thing we tried to look for was <laughs> these uh, wasp crackers, which we talked about on this podcast. That was where I got the idea. Right. Like, uh, when we read out this challenge, find a unpleasant local food, I thought, yes, time to go and find these wasp crackers that Pete and I discussed a few months ago. But we, we went to the place where they sell them. The woman was like, we don't sell those anymore. That was like five years ago. They're so last year. Um, so no wasp crackers. But what we did find was something uh, which I believe was far worse, and that was a jar of uh, bee larvae. Larvae. I don't know how you pronounce it. I still haven't worked it out. Bee larvae, like the children of bees, baby bees, in this like just jar Cardi filled bees. with just sorry. <laughs> yes, Cardi bees. <laughs> if Cardi B ever wants her own brand of bee larvae, bee larvae, then done. Cardi They've bees, bees. Them, but yeah. they were horrible. And um, mm. Natsuki was very daring. Really nice. It didn't taste like it didn't taste like anything. In any way delicious. <laughs> I just tasted like gone off soy sauce with something crunchy in it, and it's horrible. Right, Nasky, okay. Nasky took it a step further. So we ate this stuff, and I was nearly sick, and Joe was nearly sick. But Nasky <laughs> got some bread, put some horrible wasabi cream cheese on that we also found in the same store, and then oh, added wow. the bee larvae, and then ate it, and then he was sick, and. Um, Gonna have to edit that in a tasteful manner because it's just unpleasant. Um, and that was the first three days of the trip. Yeah. Wow. That's no way to start. But you wish you were there. I mean, yeah, really. I've spent, you know, what I've done this morning. Um, I thought a little while ago, I thought, I wonder if I've had um, COVID. I wonder if, so I bought like a load of, um, really? a load. I bought two, um, like, uh, what, do they, what do they call them? Like, test like kits. kits that sort of te- test kits, but kits that you've, where you um, find out whether you've got the, um, you had it before, basically. Antibody. That's mm, the antibody mm. test. Got a little while ago. I thought, I'll, I'll get around to doing that at some point. Um, mm. And it, you have to fill this little vial full of blood. Could I get any blood out of me? I am stone, Chris Broad. I could not. I've spent this morning cutting my cutting myself effectively to get the blood out. Oh, good God! And and now and now I've just got a painful finger, and um, I couldn't fill up the vial. I, my blood is so viscous; <laughs> it just wouldn't come out. Ooh. It's horrible, isn't it? Horrible. 
I don't. Uh, how did you even get the blood? You just you did your finger, right? You pin. You put a pin. Well, in they, they, they've and... got these little lancer things where, that you press your finger into, and it uh, and it gives it like it, it sort of tears the skin a little bit, and and it, it's supposed to uh, allow you to fill it up. But it just didn't work. It just I'm just yeah. I tried uh, doing it straight after the shower, so my blood was nice and thin. Jeez, um, I'll have to do it on a hangover. <laughs> that would, that's your blood thins after you when you got a hangover, apparently. But yeah, that's why you should never get a tattoo on a hangover. But um, yeah. I've just been doing that this morning, and I felt a little bit woozy. Wow. So maybe I just I, when you mentioned Natsuki feeling a little bit unwell after his bee larvae, I thought, um, yeah, that's kind of like my morning, really. <laughs> to be honest, I think I would rather try and get blood out of my finger than eat bee larvae. Larvae again. Um, I realise I can't pronounce larvae. 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 What? How do you say it? What's the I, word? I, I, larvae. I think. I think it's larvae. 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 Yeah. It's, God knows. God knows. Honestly. I, the entire video, I've had to like do every scene twice with both pronunciation. Um, I, oh, work no. I should have just googled it, but that's yeah, how stupid I am. Maniac. What an idiot! Anyway, the thing is, it doesn't matter what you. Sorry, Chris. It Go doesn't on. matter what you are. It doesn't matter what you are doing. It doesn't matter what you say. Don't worry about pronunciation because somebody will have a problem with something that you say. That's it. Yeah, that, you know, it's it's just <laughs> the way it is. It's YouTube for crying out loud. And I have a I have a nasty habit of making mistakes. Like I've single handedly mispronounced every. I think I just. I don't even know if I just mispronounced the word mispronounced. Is it mispronounced or mispronounced? Don't know. <laughs> it's but definitely I, mispronounced. I see. I see. I, I when you entered the realms of self doubt, things start to get very dark yeah. indeed. And I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know who I am. What am I? God knows. So you're in an abandoned well, room, know. in an abandoned building. Well, I do know is we've got a story from Joe in Lincoln in the UK. Uh, every week, we like to start these podcasts with a story one of you guys have sent in. And we've got Joe, and he says, uh, Hi, Chris and Pete. Your recent podcast discussing entertaining your kids on holiday reminded me of 2019. My wife and I and our then six-year-old son and two of our close friends embarked upon a trip of a lifetime to the breathtaking country of Japan. Breathtaking in more ways than one, as you'll read below. Oh, yeah, that's a point. Um, a few weeks ago, we talked about coming to Japan with kids. Obviously, Pete and I don't have kids. We don't have much experience in this field. And so we did encourage you guys to send in your stories. Um, and this is one of the first ones we've got. Um, Joe continues, one of our first evenings in Tokyo around tea time, we happened upon a weird and wonderful establishment called Kawaii, uh, Kawaii Monster Cafe, cute monster cafe, a place unlike any other I'd seen before. It seemed we'd struck up uh, that rare holiday gold, a place where the nipper would be highly entertained by the characters, the music and the activities going on. Um, but that a place that also served booze to mum, dad, and their friends. It was brilliant. Now, at this cafe, they were, they were dancing and singing performances every hour or so, and our little one had an absolutely lovely giant fluffy monster standing on a huge pink cake singing a song in Japanese and was eagerly awaiting the next performance. So I decided I'd take the boy down to the front row for the next song so he could really enjoy the experience up close and personal. What could go wrong, you ask? Well, to my wife's horror, the next performance to the stage happened to be three incredibly scantily clad young women dancing in a manner probably best described as post-watershed. And there, were, and there we were with our six-year-old front row, his eyes, eyes, <laughs> his eyes wider than on any other Christmas morning. I grabbed him and made a quick exit, arriving back to our table to open mouths and stunned silence. An unforgettable experience, I'm sure you all agree. But we try not to think about how he may have described it to his pals at the next show and tell, uh, but hopefully enjoyed it. All the best, Joe, from Lincoln in the UK with his 
wonderful story of the Kauai Monster Cafe, which I, mm. I remember watching a video, I think um, a YouTube channel, Simon and Martina, I think they went there. I remember watching a video on this place, and it's, tri- it's like trippy as hell. It's like made cafe extreme, right? I didn't know there were scantily clad women. Is that a good reason to go now? Probably. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I, I looked at the um, I looked at the Google reviews, and it's it's very much like a, a tourist trap, isn't it? It's like a, it's like probably, the robot yeah. cafe, but a bit but a bit shitty. You'd probably say um, in yeah. in the middle of Harajuku. Um, Jeremiah Morales on uh, on Google, um, complete tourist trap for the Kauai, complete tourist trap for the Kauai style. He says I would have rated higher higher, but I asked uh, one of the servers to help me out. It was my girlfriend today. Um, he meant it's my girlfriend's birthday today. Uh, I love jet lag reviews. <laughs> from angry tourists um uh, i asked him i asked the server if i could get me some kind of uh, treat for her he said yes he'd get uh, he'd get her some cake and write happy birthday on the plate 30 minutes pass and he brings the bill and no cake great way to ruin my japan birthday plan oh, no. i think jeremiah's i mean that's not on the menu mate so that's an added extra that you didn't get so you can't really mark them down for that so he's, he's only given them one mark um callum blakeman please do not waste your money here buy some wagyu beef somewhere else for less when you see the bill it will make you feel sick why are you ordering Wagyu beef in a in a, in a monster cafe? For crying oh, out uh, and, and finally, for now, Nicholas Barraza says uh, we went here because we heard it was the must do in Tokyo. The food is pretty good. The entertainment was terrible. I've never been more embarrassed for other people. Oh, it was dear. ridiculous. It's a children's place, and there were times that I almost felt like the dancing was going the wrong way. Um, ah. I would not recommend this place to anyone. I did though like the light up lollipops that the kids got. Oh, those weren't light up lollipops, Nicholas. Uh oh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. oh man it it kind of sounds really awkwardly not family friendly a bit like this podcast to be yeah. fair but uh yeah, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned the good old robot restaurant apparently that's closed down um i'm i i, I oh. read that it's closed because obviously everyone that goes there's a tourist, no tourist yeah. and there's no tourists yeah i walked past mm. it um a couple of weeks back it was just all dark all closed down and usually it's lit up like christmas it's so bright and loud and noisy on the road in front of it but yeah it's very quiet and um it was shut and uh, i think it's just been shut indefinitely whether or not it will yeah. survive around until uh, next year remains to be seen and actually that is the topic of the week guys the news story of the week is japan is looking to reopen to international tourists uh, early next year, around April. Uh, now, obviously, the country's been closed since, I think, the first day of April this year. Um, unimaginable when it happened because, obviously, the Olympics was coming up at the time and uh, it was it was all so shocking. I remember I made a video, didn't I, in February, a very stupid video where I proclaimed, don't worry, the pandemic will go away, I'm sure. Uh, and it didn't. It got a lot worse. But in that video, I sort of said, there's no way they'll cancel the Olympics. That would be unthinkable. And they did it. And it's all been downhill since. But good news is it looks like they're trying to open up around April next year. I've had so many of you guys messaging me, asking me when. And it's been really difficult to give an answer. Nobody's really been able to say anything. Um, the problem was if they opened in October... Um, then it, and, and there's a resurgence, then I'd have to shut the country all over again, right? So it looks like they're getting all the measures in place for January. Um, they're getting all the safety measures in place, and they're going to hopefully open the doors in April. Um, what do you think about that, Pete? Oh, that's that's a shame. We were going to have you over here at least twice, I think, See, this year. I know. <clears throat> and now we've got no Donaldson. Like, seems like that's a very, very long time. And I do sort of think, I mean, I, I mean, I was planning on sort of looking to that kind of time because it's my birthday, my 40th at that, actually, um, in, in April. And, um, 40? And then you just, yeah, 40. You're know, 40 right? in uh, April? I didn't yeah, know. I, April. What? I thought Terrible. you were 37 or 8 or something. 
No, I'm 39. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I think I, I, whenever I meet someone, I just think that's the that's the age they are forever. So when yeah, I met I you, I think that's the way. I think yeah, you were thirty-seven yeah. uh, or six, yeah. and now you've just been you, that age you act the whole like time. You're 40, I know you, forty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I am like a twenty weird person. <laughs> it's true. We're complete opposites there. Yeah. But, uh, but that's just, a shame. You know so for a fact, that's a shame. Well, but you know for a fact that in April it's just going to be a shit show, an endless shit show where everything falls over and it's very confusing. Mm. Or it might be, or it might work really, really well as the, as the Japanese sometimes do. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're trying to set up, so they're trying to set up things like a fever centre. <laughs> a fever centre sounds a lot cooler than it should be. Um, <laughs> the idea being that if foreigners, um, if foreign tourists do contract it, rather than having to go to a Japanese hospital and flooding a hospital and whatnot, then they'll have like a special um, facility, like a kind of private hospital or clinic somewhere where they can go. Um, and they've got lots of apps in the pipeline as well. I think the idea being. You land at Narita or Haneda and download an app and um, you use that to kind of, if you have any problems, you use the app or whatever. Um, so they're trying to put all these different things in place, lots of different stages. The idea being that every stage of your trip to Japan, there's something there to make sure that if anything goes wrong, there's a safety net. Uh, and Japan is well-placed to tackle that. And they've certainly got a pretty big incentive given they do want the Olympics next year. Like they do want it regardless of what it looks like. They want something. Um, so Japan is going to, you know, put out all the stops. It's going to go the extra mile to make this work. I think to get those tourists in, who knows you might be having your 40th birthday at the Kawaii, Kawaii monster cafe yet. Don't you worry, Pete. It's we'll a get date. You there. It's a date. <laughs> Lollipops and scantily clad women. What more could mm. you possibly want? <laughs> Probably robot restaurant, but um, yeah, of course. Though we'll keep you guys updated on what's going on. Um, As soon as we know anything else, you'll be the first to know. Um, And of course, more recently, the Japanese government did recently um, lift the ban on non-citizen foreign residents from October, um, meaning that uh, people like myself can travel around a bit easier now. Like uh, earlier, up until I think last month, I couldn't even leave Japan and then return. So I could leave Japan, but Mm. I couldn't come back. meaning that leaving the country was very difficult and uh you know i'd uh, i'd um my dad had some heart problems and i was at one point it was looking like i was gonna have to go back for that and uh, that was very mm. daunting you know mm. but uh he seems to be all right now but yeah, yeah. not a lot of Good fun but hopefully light at the end of the tunnel i mm. think Indeed, indeed. So it's a worrying time for people, and not knowing where they can go. And you know, it's 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 not the actions of a grown up, um, you know, first world uh, economy. I would say. <laughs> yeah, it was very poorly handled. I must admit, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed, though, guys. We'll let you know. And uh, if you can't come to Japan for your fortieth birthday, Pete, where else would you go? Anywhere else lined up? Uh, nothing planned. Probably just find a sun sun lounger somewhere. Sit there for a week. <laughs> Get down Do to the British seaside. Yeah, yeah down damn right, damn right. Get down to Whitstable. Nice <laughs> I'll have to get you some sort of birthday present, though. I'll have to get you the oh. fish and chip Pringles you so sorely deserve. Yes, a lot, a lot of people getting involved with the. Uh, it was a big Steve. I called the uh, the 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 um, the tower um, for Big Ben. A lot of oh, people yeah. uh, going, Pete. You know what you've done. I went, yeah. <laughs> hey hey dear, dear. mischievous man hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Japan. Join me, Melissa Reddy, and listen to my brand new podcast, Between the Lines. I'll be speaking to the biggest names in football about the captivating, behind-the-scenes stories fans want to hear. From major talking points to untold anecdotes, you'll hear from some of football's leading stars as well as those working in the shadows. In our first episode, I spoke to former Spurs manager Maurizio Pochettino about that Amazon documentary. We feel responsible because it was uh, very difficult to say yes to open the door to Amazon. Only we watch with Jesus the 25 minutes first because it was until we uh, left the club. And on our latest episode, I investigate how prevalent and damaging social media abuse is in football. And I was like taking all this negativity onto myself and I did. I kind of lost myself and my personality because I knew everything that was going on around it. And it's not until I actually got to a stage where I thought, I can't take this anymore. It is becoming too much for me that I spoke out about it. Craving football insight? Well, look no further. Listen to Between the Lines with me, Melissa Reddy, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This was a Stakhanov production. All right, we turn our attention now to the fax machine. What do we got from everyone this week, Mr. Dawson? We got a message from Cliff. Hello, Cliff. Um, hi, guys. My name is Cliff. That's how we knew he was Cliff. And I am from California. I'm a big fan of the podcast and the YouTube channel. And I'll be re-watching your journey across Japan videos. It's been a real treat going along on your journey once again. What is the one thing you missed from this epic adventure? Keep up the great work. And thank you for continuing to uh, podcast and continuing to YouTube and providing such awesome entertainment. What is the one thing you missed from the epic adventure, Chris? Did you manage to plug any holes when you're on journey across Japan too? Well, I think the one thing we missed was getting Mount Fuji, right? Although the, the kind of the journey and the original one went round the back of Japan, didn't it? Like you met us uh, in the outskirts of Kyoto somewhere. Yeah. So we kind of missed Fuji. And I feel like if you're going to do a big countrywide journey, you kind of need Japan's most iconic landmark, like J- Japan's most iconic site, full stop. Um, so hopefully we can get it. We're currently halfway through journey across Japan right now. Um, but 
And even if we do see it next week, I won't reveal it until the series. Um, what I will say is there's been a typhoon this week. So that doesn't bode particularly well. Um, we had a typhoon, I think Chan, Chan Hom. Typhoon Chan Hom. It's always difficult Ooh. remembering the names of these typhoons. Um, it's not like Typhoon Dave. I've always got a very elaborate, swanky name. But um, hopefully the typhoon will disappear. And often when typhoons come, when they leave the area, they kind of wash away all the clouds and you get a nice blue sky. So fingers crossed. But mm. that's what we missed, Mount Fuji. And hopefully we can get it this time around. Fingers Lovely. crossed, indeed. Uh, we've got one here from Tim in Hexham, UK. I don't know where Hexham is. Do you know where Hexham is, Pete? In the northeast, mate. Wow, you, you, your knowledge of the UK is continues to astound me and impress me. I got high Christmas. I think it is. Yeah. Many thanks for the fun and informative podcast. It's great to hear about Japan, even when we can't travel there. Um, I especially enjoy reminiscing when you mention places I've visited previously. I've been listening to the podcast for a few months now, and several topics brought up by emails from listeners such as cults, uh, lack of a proper breakfast, etc., have resonated with me. But none as much as a recent email regarding traveling with Japan, traveling Japan with small children. I can safely say that it's actually quite easy getting around with a little one. Our son Barnaby was 16 months old when my wife and I took him on our honeymoon to Japan in the autumn of 2018. In just under three weeks, we stayed at Tokyo, uh, the, the hotel with Godzilla, uh, a lovely ryokan with onsen in Hakone, and Tokyo again, this time in a hostel in Oji. Uh, that hosted live music, which was great for me as I got to play with the band as well, ever so briefly. Uh, we also stayed at an Airbnb, Airbnb in Kyoto and finally Osaka. We loved every second of it and managed to get around just fine. A sling is recommended, but we also had a lightweight buggy. And although not many people in Japan seem to use them, you shouldn't have any difficulty in getting them up escalators or onto metros, etc. Um, in terms of things to do with a kid, it's often a mistake second-guessing what uh, such a small child will enjoy. I'd save your money and avoid Disneyland. Yes, avoid Disneyland, as most of it will go over their heads. There's a lot of interesting things to see and do for free, such as the many parks, including the Deer Park at Nara and the Monkey Park in Kyoto, Pete's favourite. Uh, but everywhere you look, you will appear every look, everywhere you look will appear slightly different to what your to what your Ben is used to seeing. Uh, ben, what's that, Pete? Ben, baby, Ben, child. Yeah, I've ben, never heard ben. that word. How do I not know that <laughs> it's a word? Baby, this was again northeast, isn't it? I, th- I think ah, they were expecting me to read this one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, complicated words, Ben. I've never, yeah. I can't believe I didn't know that. All right, carrying on. Yeah. Um, we went to temples and Tory gates. We saw weird mascots and anthropomorphic ta- tampons. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Anthropomorphic tampons. He doesn't even yeah. elaborate what that is. I don't know where, how. Anyway, uh, just to, just enjoy your holiday with them in tow. Um, frankly, anywhere uh, we could see a train meant he was happy. Um, we found that uh, Japanese people really love coming to talk to our little kid as well, including some young Jehovah's Witnesses who happen to uh, have English language versions of their children's propaganda videos readily available readily available on their smartphones. Uh, my one piece of advice would be if you're taking a buggy, hold on to it just before you board the aeroplane. Uh, I hope this helps any listeners nervous about taking small children to the wonderful country. Tim in Hexham. Thank you, Tim. I must say that's quite impressive. I Taking a 16-month-year-old child around Japan, that, mm. that uh, it's a pretty daunting thing. I think most people would have just left the kid behind, right, for uh, something like that. But uh, yeah. you never know. They might remember it, bits and pieces. I just want to know what the anthropomorphic tampons were. That's 
that's not something I was expecting to pop up <laughs> midway through the story. Any thoughts, Pete? <laughs> I just, I just enjoy the fact that uh, the the, the Bane in this uh, case uh, loved uh, loved a train as as long as as long as uh, as long as the child could see a train meant he was happy. It's just a lovely sentence. When you're a kid, you just love trains, don't you? I love trains. I'm not even a big fan of them now, but like when I was a kid, I was like trains. I used to go to the um, train museum down in uh, sort of York, York Scarborough. Way. Um, loved it. Loved it. He loves trains. Very good. Yes. <laughs> Todd. What's Todd say, Pete? Sorry, just muted, muted my mic while I was doing a bit of a cough. Uh, Todd F in California, Ohio. Uh, Chris and Pete, listening to the pod, and I've heard you suggest your listener leave the one-year-old at home and travel without. Monstrous. Nope. At least I hope not, because my brother friend and I did exactly that. We went on a great 10-day guided tour uh, of Japan's greatest hits, a.k.a. Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto. It was the best, especially not being weighed down by a couple of three-year-olds, which we left at home with Grandma. We vowed to go back and climb Fujisan, so I wait your next journey across Japan eagerly. Keep up the good work, guys. Todd F in California. Well, look, <laughs> it's all about making decisions, isn't it? <laughs> Leaving the bands at home. I love the way that's like the complete opposite to the last story. The last story yeah. from Tim was like, we took our kid everywhere, literally every corner of Japan. And then Todd's uh, like, yeah, we left them with the grandparents. We just didn't take them. It's like two different sides. We, we put them in a crutch. Uh, a crutch. I saw the word crash in my mind and just said crutch. I left them in a crutch in, uh, in Shibuya. <laughs> then just went off. I, I mean, personally, I, I just couldn't imagine it. It would be tough, but I think if you, mm. I think if you've got a kid who's like six, maybe they'll remember. Yeah. It. I don't, th- I don't remember anything I did before I was like ten. I think maybe, no, no I don't remember anything yeah. apart from going to Disneyland in Florida when I was nine and um, Goofy or whatever that Pluto the dog. I think took my mm. stole my popcorn. I had this big box of popcorn that I loved as I was eating and walking around the park and then Pluto came over. I thought he was going to do like a photo or something. He just took my popcorn and just ran off with it. And that was my first memory, I think. <laughs> Getting robbed in Florida. What a fucking great memory. Keep the stories, Florida questions, man. comments coming into Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time in two or three days to do it all over again. But for now, guys, have yourself a great week. Wish me luck on the last leg of Journey Across Japan. And I'll be talking more about the journey in the coming days. Have a good one. Good luck, Chris. Me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.